Welcome to the KSL Popcorn Report. My name is Jacob Kloffenstein. I'm the entertainment and breaking news writer for KSL.com. I'm joined in the studio, as always, with my co-host, Yvette Cruz. Yvette, welcome. Hey, thanks. We're back after an extended break from the Popcorn Report. We were so Star Wars'd out, I think, <laughs> last time that we just we needed a little bit of a break, so we took a holiday break. But hey, now we're back. We're excited to get back into the swing of things with the podcast and uh, talk about movies. Since we did take such a long break, we do have a lot of stuff we want to get to in this episode. Uh, obviously, this weekend is the Oscar ceremony, the Academy Awards, so that's coming up. And uh, also, if you're a movie fan, here in Utah, you know that the Sundance Film Festival happened last week, um, and we both saw a couple of movies, so we're going to talk about that a little bit. And then, obviously, I made reference to uh, to Star Wars. Uh, back in December, we finished up our rewatch series of the entire saga, and uh, but we never talked about The Rise of Skywalker, the, the latest movie, so we're going to talk about that a little bit in this episode as well. Better late than never, I suppose. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, first of all, uh, let's let's talk a little bit about the Sundance Film Festival. I just kind of want to talk about the the movies that we did see and maybe ones that were we missed during the festival, but are excited to see later. Uh, so yeah, Yvette, what what movies did you see this year? Um, I saw four movies, which is the most I've ever seen at Sundance. Um, I saw uh, Zola. That was the first one I saw, and that one was it's kind of like a it's a dark comedy. Um, I really liked it. It is definitely not appropriate for all audiences. I will say yeah. that there. <laughs> Um, but my favorite thing about it was that it's um, a story that's based on a viral Twitter thread that came out a few years ago. Um, so, you know, we hear about um, book adap- adaptations or like, you know, things that are based or movies that are based off of like articles or just like a bunch of other things. But this is the first, at least that I know of, it's an entire movie based off of a Twitter thread. And the Twitter thread, um, to not get too much into it, is just kind of about uh, a woman who meets another woman. Um, and they kind of go on this wild adventure. And if you remember the thread on Twitter, I think it was in 2015, then I guess you kind of know where we're going with all of this. Um, but yeah, the, the movie was very entertaining. Uh, like, I said not appropriate for a lot of audiences but I found it entertaining and also I, I guess um, like I mean I knew what the story was about because I remember this thread but there were things that I didn't expect that the movie would do um, I just liked how it it kind of went back to what was on the, the Twitter thread and like that's just some of the simple dialogue that was said but also just kind of like the scenes like I, I just remember like this one scene with like a basketball and you could just like hear the basketball bouncing and so it was like kind of like weirdly like the audio was kind of like I don't know it was just very intrigued um i'll put it that way um but yeah that one i thought was entertaining um i also saw four good days um that one starred glenn close and mila kunis um mila kunis played a drug addict and glenn close was her mom um and the story is just about addiction and not only how addiction affects a person but also how it affects their family that one i thought was very powerful i don't think there was anything new in the movie i mean we've seen movies about drug addiction and how it affects people and and their family members but it was just it kind of just really stayed with me for several days because of i guess this mother-daughter dynamic and um how glenn close was dealing with uh her you know where glenn close's character was dealing with how her daughter was uh in the very beginning of the movie she's trying to get clean and so it just kind of goes over the, the four days that they spent together and how that kind of worked and so it was just very very um it was heavy um um, yeah, but it just yeah. really stayed with me because of the acting. Also, um, I can't recall seeing Mila Kunis in anything, and I might be wrong, but I can't recall seeing her in anything other than like comedy. Yeah. 
And so this was a very serious role for her. More serious. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I, I, I may have missed other movies, but I just, the ones that come to mind are all just kind of like romantic comedy or just like comedies, at least that I've seen. It was like a very, very heavy role for her, which I think she did a good job in. But there was also some comical, I don't know if it was intended or not, but there was some comical relief in there too. So I don't know. I don't know if that was, because yeah, the audience laughed. I laughed, but I, yeah, at the end of it, I was like, I don't know if that was intended to be funny or it's just like this like mother-daughter how they interact with each other and, and maybe it's because of how we know Mila Kunis and so I just thought that that was interesting um, and then I saw The Glorias which was a uh, it's a biopic based on um, Gloria Steinem's um, okay. memoir so Gloria okay. Steinem she's an author and activist a feminist organizer right. and um, Julianne Moore plays Gloria Steinem in like her later okay. life so she's okay. like um, it, it basically it shows her life in like four different stages so she's a very young girl she's a teenager she's like a young adult and then she's um, you know fully fledged adult she's an adult and that's when Julianne Moore plays her and I thought this one I kind of didn't know what to expect I, I just knew that the cast was really interesting and Julianne Moore's in it um, Bette Midler's yeah. in it Jen Janelle Monae is in it. Yeah, like the, I really liked the cast. This one I thought was kind of slow in the beginning. Like I, I was excited to see. It starts out like powerful, and then it kind of to me got slow. Yeah. Uh, but then at the very end, like I was very, I was very moved by it. And I didn't know this, but the director of this a biopic is the same director from Frida that starred uh, Selma Hayek. So I liked it. Um, I think, yeah, I liked it. It had its slow moments and. Um, there's like little things here and there that I was just like, huh? I like just kind of got me thinking, I guess. But I did like it. Um, it was very moving at the end. Like I, yeah. that that's actually the film of the four movies I saw. That one got the standing ovation. Like, oh really? Yeah, that one was like. I mean, the other ones like some people stood up, at least in the, the screenings that I was in. But this one was the only one of my four that yeah. everybody stood up, and it was just very. That. That, yeah. that definitely sounds like the the type of movie that right. would be very, very popular <laughs> yeah. at Sundance. Right. And then she also came out and did the Q uh, oh, Gloria okay. there. She came out and did oh, the wow. Q&A. And so she got the, you know, once she came out after, um, she said some really interesting things during her Q&A. So um, I thought that was cool. Um, but yeah, I think, I think that movie, I could definitely see that coming to like mainstream theaters. Like, yeah. So yeah. Um, yeah. And then the last one I saw was called uh, Mucho Mucho Amor. It's a documentary i'm interested in this one yes yeah. i i loved it i loved that one i think of all of them i think it was my favorite just because it like relates to like things that i grew up doing so it's about um a puerto rican astrologer um walter mercado and he's actually a really i i like he's very famous in the latino community i did not know that he was like like in the the documentary they taught him as like the world's greatest astrologer and oh, like really? they showed clips of him in interviews with like mainstream media like english-speaking stations and like people like there was like a Howard Stern interview and I'm like I didn't yeah. know that he was known outside of like the community that I grew up in so um, it's basically yeah it's a documentary on his life um, he was um, he had so I, like you learned a lot about him like growing up who he was I didn't know a lot about that um, I just remember him as the guy who was always on TV like he had a segment okay. on the news and he would just do astrology he would just talk about people's horoscopes and the funny thing is like I grew up in a household where you couldn't talk when he was on like like it was so it's silly, but like, you know, like he was just he was this very also just like this very this character. He was flamboyant. He was gender nonconforming. He was very yeah. he was like uh, like if you see a picture of him, he was like he's very striking and he was like a presence. And so even when he was doing the uh, like the when he was giving your horoscopes, like he was just very into it. But I just remember like he would come on and my mom would be like, Shh, like we have to listen for, you know, she That's had to funny. listen for like because she's a Scorpio. I'm a Libra. My sister's a 
Capricorn, so she would listen for all of our signs. And, yeah, yeah. and I don't know that like anything ever came true, but it was it was <laughs> just very like you did not talk. It was, just, and I thought this was something that I grew like this was just a my household thing. Um, but during the uh, documentary and during when the directors came out and talked about like just like really quickly how they like the idea came about and everything, I learned that it was like a thing that everybody went through. Like really? it was a very really? yeah, it was just a very prominent thing that people would like our like parents and our grandparents when it was on like we just knew that you had to respect Walter when he was on and so it was very interesting it was I also thought it was very moving um so a few years ago he just disappeared off air like you know what happened to him and I I kind of didn't realize that because then I grew up I like left home and like I wasn't watching I didn't have a tv anymore so I wasn't watching like you know things weren't on in the background so I didn't know that he disappeared like that and so it, it goes into like his disappearance they talked to him um and then um, if you didn't know, he actually died last year. Oh, okay. um, so it's kind of like, you know, I, and I remember hearing that's when I was kind of like, oh, that's right. He hasn't been on in a while because when yeah. we did his like, what well, like his obituary and they talked about him. I think it was November, December. I want to say it was like late last year. But like throughout the documentary, you know, like this is, you know, it's not a spoiler. Like, but, you know, right. he like he's yeah. he dies. Like, yeah. so it's, I think yeah. it was even more powerful then. And I think it just has a great message. I think. Um, in my opinion, I think um, Latinos who grew up with him on TV or just like knew about him will, will love this movie. But I think non-Latinos will really enjoy it, too. It's just got cool, a really nice cool. message about like embracing who you are, being yourself and yeah. being unapologetic. So, yeah, that was uh, those are the movies I saw. What about you? <laughs> I saw this year. I just saw three. So that's that's fewer than I've seen in previous years. But um, the one that I really enjoyed seeing was called Nine Days, oh. um, which actually is one of two that. It was filmed here in Utah. It was filmed largely on the Salt Flats. Uh, it's about a man who is conducting interviews with s- souls to determine which soul gets to go on and live a human life. Uh, so kind of a sci-fi sort of mystical, fantastic element to that to the movie. Yeah. Uh, and basically, the title comes from it. the The interview process is a nine day process. So he's like interviewing and uh, questioning these people people for nine days stars Winston Duke he plays the 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 man who is is doing the interviewing you probably know him as M'Baku I think from Black Panther um that is his most famous role and then Zazie Beetz as well Benedict Wong Tony Hale yeah I, I I really really enjoyed this movie it's gotten some of the most positive reviews that I've seen out of Sundance from critics and and the like. Um, So this is definitely one to keep watch out for. It just, it made me feel just like, and other people have said this, but it just made me feel like happy to, to be alive and like Hmm. have a life. It was just a very, very like moving emotional experience. It, it just made you feel like it, you know, every, there's something that matters with every person's life and, you know, every moment matters kind of thing. So, yeah, really creative concept, really just positive and and moving emotional film. Uh, Great soundtrack, great shots, great cinematography, great acting. Yeah, this is definitely one to to watch out for uh, for the rest of the year. The other ones that I saw, I saw a documentary, but kind of not a documentary uh, called Bloody Nose, Empty Pockets. Uh, It's it's basically about a bar, a dive dive bar that is set to close forever uh, and it follows basically all the regulars in 
the bar on the last night that the bar is open. I don't know how much I want to say beyond that. Uh, it's it's uh, basically not all is what it seems in this documentary. Very intriguing. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't want to give it away, so I'm not going to share a whole bunch more about the concept, uh, but it was definitely, it, it was very entertaining. Um, it was very funny uh, at a lot of points, and it had some really kind of poignant moving moments as well. Uh, really interesting movie, uh, very experienced experimental in nature i think but uh yeah if, if you get a chance to see it maybe maybe check it out it's definitely not for everybody but uh yeah it was it was definitely a very interesting film i'll say that much uh the the other one i saw was called horse girl which is another one that's actually coming to netflix this week i think oh. stars allison brie she plays a young woman who works at a craft store and begins to basically have mythical visions and it gets weird it gets really <laughs> weird uh definitely some themes of like mental health and, and depression um I, I believe i've heard that allison breach and she wrote it um oh. and uh stars in it as well i i know that she kind of wrote it following her experience and her struggle with with mental health and depression uh so it kind of delves into to those themes i can't really recommend it i i thought it got a little too weird for its own good hmm. it's approaches getting to the places where I think it wants to go with kind of kind of saying something about those themes that I talked about depression oh, and mental okay. health but just gets too weird and gets kind of muddled at the end yeah I wasn't a huge fan of that one unfortunately Allison Brie is very good in it but uh yeah I can't say I recommend that one I also I, I speaking of Netflix movies I didn't see end up seeing this one at Sundance but I did watch the Taylor Swift documentary oh, how was it? <laughs> Miss Americana I have to say I was also not a huge fan of it um really? You know, I, I like Taylor Swift. Um, not afraid to admit it. I'm not. I'm definitely not like a super fan by any means. Uh, but I do. I do like her music. I, um, I'm gonna sound like a hipster saying this, but I preferred her <laughs> earlier work. Um, and you know, it's it, it, maybe the, maybe you know people who are bigger fans of her music will be bigger fans of the movie. I felt that it didn't delve deep enough into kind of the things I wanted to know about her. I wanted to know more about how the the corporate world affects her songwriting and her creativity. I wanted yeah. to know more about, you know, she's been famous basically since she was 15. Right. And I kind of wanted to know more about how massive fame affected her. And I, I guess I felt I'm kind of mixed on on the film because there was a lot of interesting material, but I just felt like it didn't quite dig deep enough. Maybe it would have worked better as, you know, a longer series where the, the filmmakers had more time to get into those issues. Yeah. Um, but I just I kind of felt like it skimmed the surface a little bit. But uh, yeah, that one's available on Netflix. So if, if you are a Swifty? Is that what they call themselves? <laughs> no I idea. They have um, names. Yeah. <laughs> if you're if you're a fan of Taylor Swift, that one's certainly out there and available. I'm sure Taylor Swift fans will find something to that is interesting about the movie. Yeah, and um, see with that one, because um, I'm not a huge Taylor Swift fan. Like I don't like not like her or anything. I just don't like really really follow her. I like a song or two here or there, but I'm not like just this huge fan or anything. But I did watch her uh, Tiny Desk concert okay, on NPR, yeah. and I was like, oh wow. 
this is I I really liked it. I think yeah. I mean it's clear that she's um, a talented musician, right, and right. so and she plays the piano. I think she played the guitar. Like she obviously yeah. she, and she wrote all these songs. And so I was more intrigued. And so because of that, I'm like, okay, I do want to watch. I like watching, especially like musicians. Um, I like watching their documentaries and just kind of getting into their craft and everything like that. And so I, I was I haven't seen it yet, but I am curious about it. But I wonder if it'll resonate differently, like versus like fans versus non-fans like will it turn non-fans into fans or you know turn fans like to non-fans I don't know but I, I that, that's just interesting that you point out that yeah that you know you wanted more out of it but now I'm wondering if someone who's not a fan and just goes into it if like they'll become a fan or if they'll like learn things about her or something so yeah that's interesting yeah maybe so yeah so are there any ones that stand out as ones you didn't get a chance to see what you're looking forward to um so nine days is actually one, yeah. the one that you watched um I was intrigued by it like when I read the synopsis like I'm really into like existence stuff and so this yeah. just seemed like right down that alley oh, yeah. and so I, I did want to watch it it just didn't work out with any of the times um or, or the tickets like it just didn't work out so I didn't get to watch it but I'm glad to hear that you know you liked it and so now I'm even yeah. more curious yeah. to watch it um so that's a big one and then another one it's called Wander Darkly that I did want to watch that I okay. heard some people uh, some of my friends watched it and the way that they described it just sounded really interesting I think it stars Sienna Miller and Diego Luna and it oh, sounds kind okay. of weird like my, the, my friend who saw it in loved it was like I don't want to tell you too much because I just you know I, I don't know how to say it without saying you know all this this important stuff that uh -huh. you know he didn't want to give anything away but basically it sounds like it's about their marriage like they're the Sienna Miller and uh, Diego Luna their characters are married okay. and something happens like it's about them dealing with their relationship and their marriage during like a tumultuous time something that's all I know pretty much about it um I know that like this the synopsis I read about it says something that she had like she was in a car accident or something and so I don't know if it's like I also like have seen people describe it as like time bending so I'm wondering if it's like you know different like I didn't want to look too much into it because I also do really just want to see it but like I don't want to know too much about it um but yeah like it sounds like it's a, a tearjerker it sounds like it's a very like emotional and also maybe existential type of film and so that's something that I really want to watch I just want to like ugly cry throughout it <laughs> um so I'm very intrigued I don't know what's going to happen with it I don't know if it's uh, heading anywhere but I'm curious about that one um what about you uh so many yeah just, there were a uh, lot of good ones this year huh? like literally every movie yeah. um so yeah all of the movies th three of the main ones that i'm really interested in um are uh the killing of two lovers which is the other one that was filmed in utah filmed down in a small town i can't remember the name of which south of provo down in southern utah um or central Utah, I guess. Uh, that's the one that is directed by uh, Robert Machoyan, who is a photography professor at BYU. So I'm really excited to see that one. The other one is a documentary called The Dissident, which is about Jamal Khashoggi, uh, mm -hmm. who's the former Washington Post journalist who was killed, I guess, allegedly by mm -hmm. possibly the Saudi Arabian regime. So it's a documentary about that. Um, so I'm, I'm really interested to see that one. Obviously, that was a very, you know, tragic story, uh, but is one that was really interesting and intriguing to me as somebody who's a journalist and is also kind of I'm just kind of interested in, in the Middle East. And then the third one that really jumped out to me is called Minari, uh, which was... Oh, yeah. Yeah, this is the one that won the Grand Jury Prize, which is kind of the most prestigious award from Sundance. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a, a, a story about a Korean 
family that emigrates or immigrates to uh, like Arkansas or something, and and they end up starting a farm. So it's kind of an immigrant family story. Uh, stars Stephen Yun um, from The Walking Dead fame, and just judging by the awards and the the positive reviews that uh, that one got, I'm excited to see that one as well. So those are kind of my main three. We're going to move into a discussion on Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker. Of course, this came out kind of a while ago, like a month and a half ago, but we never talked about it on the podcast since we did do a watch series of the rest of the movies in the saga. We figured it'd be appropriate to close up the loose end and talk about the final film in the Skywalker saga. I, you know, I only saw this once right when it came out. Um, and there is so much that happens <laughs> in this movie. Um, so it's hard for me to remember a lot of this stuff, but Yvette, I, I want to start with you. You know, obviously we did the, the watch series because you had never seen any of the Star Wars movies. Yeah. We talked about them all, talked them into the ground. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what do you think of the way the saga wrapped up? Um, so I initially, like when I left, I saw it the weekend it came out and I saw one of the late shows. I was already kind of tired. Um, but I initially when I left, I thought, OK, that was fine. Like, you know, I wasn't like, oh, my gosh, this was insane. I was just like, oh, that was fine. Yeah, sure. I liked it. And then the more I thought about it, the more I was like, oh, that, that didn't even make sense. Like this, that, like I just had like little, <laughs> little like qualms with it here and there. Um, I, I liked um, as far as like wrapping up the, the saga, I liked that there were some nods to the uh, original trilogy, um, like some characters brought back and just some like little, little subtle things here and there. And I only know this because I recently watched them all. So they were kind of in recent memory. So little things I was like, oh, hey, like, so I, I, I kind of liked stuff like that. I thought it was a little cheesy, but I was like, you know, like, I feel like, you know, for this moment right now, I'm a fan. So I was like, OK, cool. Um, but then I sort of just the more I thought about it, there was just like a lot of and these movies are famous for like the effects and the action and things like that. There was a yeah. lot of that. So if you're yeah. a fan of that, cool, like you got exactly what you wanted. Um, but there was just I don't know if it wrapped up a lot of things like there was just certain characters that I thought were robbed um, of, yeah. of actual storylines yeah. or th there was a lot of introducing of new characters i think they do this i'm trying to remember if they've done another ones but i also was wondering I, I don't know i just kind of felt like there were a lot of loose ends at the very end of this one and i thought well maybe that's just like star wars for you because now that means that character that i'm wondering about now is going to get its own trilogy or you know they're going to be shows about this character or i don't know but like i just thought there was a lot going on like you i thought there was a lot going on for yeah, the yeah. this one was also over two hours like all the other ones there's just a yep. lot going on especially for it being a the final in one, like, I just, it almost felt, because of all the stuff going on, it almost felt like it could have been the first one to another trilogy, which maybe it was, but it just, it, I, I was, the more I thought about it, the more unsatisfied I was. I mean, again, it was fine, sure, but I d don't think it is at all one of my favorites of them yeah um and i just yeah i felt like for a movie that's supposed to wrap things up there were just a lot of loose ends um the more i thought about it and um again it's also like you it's been a while since i've seen it so i did have to like refresh my memory and like what even happened in this movie and then as i was going through it i'm like oh yeah a lot a lot of yeah. things happened yeah. um and so yeah i just kind of like now thinking back on it i just kind of feel like dissatisfied um not completely but just kind of like eh like it was just so yeah. that's kind of how I feel. What about you? That's yeah, that's kind of my general impression. I I didn't hate it. 
I didn't love it either. It's just solidly in the middle for me. I I did like the uh, last, the second half, I guess, uh, better. The the first hour, they're kind of setting up all this stuff and getting characters back to the places they need to be and doing all this kind of, uh, it felt like a lot of logistic stuff that they needed to throw together to set up the conclusion in the second half. Um, and so that first hour, I'm just like, wait, they're going over here. What's happening? Mm. This person's going this way. They need to get this for what? That person just said something. I totally missed it. <laughs> yeah. it was, and there was just so much going on in that first hour that I, I, I felt kind of like exasperated in that first hour. I was just going like, this just isn't making sense. It doesn't feel like a movie it's there's just way too much going on but then once it settles into the second hour i was more on board and i actually did really like how they wrapped up ray and uh kylo's stories but i did i did like how they they found a way to to wrap those up the the way they got there was just kind of confusing and Messy. yeah didn't make a whole lot of sense you know it, it, and i think the 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 three newest movies are definitely you know the kylo and ray are at the center of these three right. movies so i think it's most appropriate to devote lots of attention to to their characters obviously and get them get them wrapped up appropriately and i th- i felt like the film did that there you know I, I i feel like for everything that i did enjoy there's something else that i did i didn't like and i felt to be kind of shoehorned in or just didn't make a whole lot of sense or like it was put there because the the filmmakers needed to put it there to make yeah. other things make sense later on down the line to me it it just feels like the conclusion to a saga that just wasn't very well planned to begin with they should have either you know wrote all three of the movies at the same time and made sure that their story made sense from beginning to end throughout all three of the movies or you know just handed them off to one director and one writer to to make sure that they all all make sense together and that's kind of what the this current trilogy struggles from is it just doesn't feel coherent as a trilogy to me yeah i think i definitely i'm gonna give it a lot of time and then i'm probably gonna do a rewatch after a lot of time um, because i'm (laughs) curious i also think like you know maybe that first like first bite into all of these movies was just a lot and you know maybe the second time around will be better or i'll end up liking certain things or just maybe understanding things more um but i yeah it's just it was just a lot it the th- this one i think is the longest one of all of them so i was just kind of like like you like kind of like what does this even mean and then later when you think back you're just kind of like it's not even necessary like that was it just adds up to like it being longer and i think they're just trying to do this huge epic movie because it was supposed to be the epic conclusion to the skywalker yeah, saga yeah. and it's like i think I, I think it's one of those things that was oversold yeah um and under delivered so i yeah. just think yeah I, and i think it depends um, i mean like i said it was it was fine i don't hate it i don't think it's the worst one by any means yeah i don't think it's the worst one yeah. <laughs> um it's just yeah i just kind of it's it's at, at this point it almost kind of seems like forgettable and maybe because it's been a while i just i um the more i think about it I just the more unsatisfied i was with it and i think honestly i because i i have i think i mentioned this in one of the rewatches i did like the force awakens yeah um and if they would have stopped there maybe i would have just like been satisfied because that way i wouldn't have to have endured the others <laughs> um as much but um yeah it's just it was just uh it was just it was just not the epic conclusion that was promised yeah 
And I think, obviously, I think we kind of expected that. We should have known. But um, it was also really long for it to not be what they promised. So, yeah, those are my thoughts. They tried. A for effort, <laughs> so, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> and there uh, are some cool effects, so I'll yeah. give them that. But, yeah, it's... For sure. Eh. Yeah, maybe, I hope, you know, if they go, if they do go on to make future trilogies, which all indications are <laughs> that they are going to do that, I hope that they learn from some of the mistakes they made with this trilogy and, you know, plan, basically just plan out the movies better if they want to make a trilogy. You know, if they want to make just one movie, I don't think it matters quite so much. But right. if they're going to make a whole a, a trilogy with the same characters in all three of the movies, they I think they need just need to do a better job of planning it out. And uh, we're going to move right along into uh, the Academy Awards uh, preview. Obviously, the Oscars are this coming Sunday. It's a short season. I feel like they're usually you know later in february or early march or something like that but uh it is it is this coming weekend yeah i i don't know uh what what i guess are your your general impressions of some of the nominees this year are there ones that you're happy to see there are there ones that you think got unfairly snubbed yes to both okay (laughs) yeah um and i'm trying to pull up uh i know some of them off the top of my head um but um Yes, I definitely think some were snubbed. I I think some of their in there. Uh, I just kind of feel a little iffy about. Um, I this is actually the year that I've like I've seen all for the best picture nominee. Yeah, best picture. Yeah. Um, I've seen all but two of them. Me too. And usually, oh, I wonder. <laughs> um, usually, I'll I'll tell myself I'm gonna watch them all. I'm gonna watch them all, and then yeah. I only like yeah. I think half is the most I've ever gotten. And this year, like I think I really might do it because uh-huh. uh, you know I've got a like I still got a couple days left, and so I'm I'm gonna try. Um, I think the one that I have the most problem with, but this is also kind of expected. Um, I I saw Joker. I thought it was fine. Um, it was kind of like it's a movie that when I left, I yeah, I definitely felt a lot of things because yeah, I think that that, that was kind of the point in yeah. some cases. But I I remember saying I don't need to watch that again. Like it's just something that I saw and I don't need to watch yeah. it again. And that doesn't mean that that's not what makes it like what makes me question it because there are other movies that I have loved, but I know yeah. I do not need to watch it again because of how much of an impact or just how heavy or just for certain reasons. Um, but I just I don't think it's sh- like i just don't think it's like best picture worthy yeah. um if it wins i guess that's going to be another thing because <laughs> but the oscars tend to it, it tends to kind of go down like this every now and then there's a movie that wins and everyone's like you know well, what? Yeah, what were they? well last year right yeah, i mean yeah. with green book everybody yeah. was like what are you guys doing over yeah. there yeah i think it's like because i'm trying to think there's certain movies yes of course deserved it and also like some of these are like not just like the one that wins but like a, the nominees some of them are all really good and so it's kind of hard to choose sometimes but i just yeah, I definitely don't think that one was like best picture yeah. worthy. Yeah. Um, but of course, I think it wasn't. I think it was like it was. I think even when it came out, people knew this is going to be up there. Like you know, not just for best picture, yeah. but also actor. A movie that I definitely think got snubbed was The Farewell, right. um, which was yeah. my favorite movie of last year. Um, oh, I really? yeah, I just loved it. Um, yeah. I loved Aquafina in it. I loved the storyline I like I felt there was just like so much connection I had to it just because like it obviously made me think of my grandma um, it just made me think of like just like yeah. even like in the very beginning of the movie where she's on the phone with her grandma and then she just like lies to her grandma about something like right. I just like stuff yeah. like that I'm just like that's just so relatable it's just so beautiful um did that and then that entire movie it just like 
it, I, I just loved it. Um, and for it not to have been nominated for Best Picture, I just think that that's kind of a snub. Yeah. Um, I don't think, was it was it nominated for anything for Oscars? No, I think it was totally snubbed. If you're not familiar, The Farewell is uh, Aquafina. It stars Aquafina. She plays a young uh, Chinese-American woman who discovers that her grandmother, who's living in China, has been diagnosed with terminal cancer, but the family has elected not to tell the grandmother of her diagnosis. And I think the thought is basically, you know, to just uh, spare her the the pain right. of knowing, she, you know, she's, she's going to pass away soon. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you. I want, it's, it's not quite my favorite movie of last year, but I think Aquafina is probably one of my favorite performances. Yeah. She was great in the movie. It's a movie that uh, is about hiding a lot of emotion. Yeah. Um, and so she it's a very challenging performance where she has to say a lot with very subtle expressions and subtle movements. And I, I just felt that she she just nailed the performance yeah. and was really able to do that very, very effectively. And, you know, you talk about the 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 kind of pent up emotions that is found throughout the entire movie. There's a particular scene where you know, she she releases all those emotions and it's just so impactful yeah. and, and moving. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I, I really love that movie. I was really disappointed not to see at least Aquafina in in a nomination somewhere. Um, I, and I believe she won a Golden Globe for yeah. her performance in that movie. So, it, you know, I thought she had a good chance to get in uh, after after she won the Golden Globe, but she couldn't squeeze in there. So so yeah. what, what are the two that you haven't seen? So the two I haven't seen are 1917, which I played plan to yeah. I think it might still be in theaters yeah I'm, I think I, it is yeah, yeah so I plan to watch that soon um it's 1917 and Ford versus Ferrari okay. are they the those, ones that you those are the two that I'm really? still missing as well oh, yeah, okay. so. yeah so I and I liked like I loved Little Women oh, I yeah. loved yeah. it I had never um I know it's like the sixth or seventh adaptation of that story I think I think fifth? I heard oh fifth, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know um I know but I, I, n- sure. I never read the book when I was younger I was just yeah. never really interested in it I don't know nothing about it like I don't from what I knew about it I guess nothing but just really really drew me to it um and I didn't watch the like 90s or early 2000s version I'm not sure what year yeah ni- 1994 I oh, think okay. with uh, Winona Ryder right um, I never, yeah, I just, I was never interested in it, but this, I don't know, something about when I saw the trailer for this specific one, I also do love Saoirse Ronan. I know she was in it. Um, yeah. and just, it just looked like the trailer was just so intriguing to me. Some of the dialogue, I was just like, oh, I have to see that. And then I went, I saw it and I loved it. I would watch it a million more times if I could. Um, <laughs> I don't know if I'd watch now. I'm, I'm curious about the other versions, but I don't know if I want to now just because I do really like this version and yeah. I just I don't know I left like just I, I left with so many emotions like I yeah. definitely yeah. it it was just so so well done I think I really do like Greta Gerwig's work um yeah another snub because she wasn't yeah. uh, nominated for she best director definitely should have been nominated yeah. for director that's that's the angriest i right. got about yeah, anything she, i think uh, i uh, like it's, it's she yeah. just did so well um like i would love to just know more about her process and things and like how this all came about um wait was she i know she was lady bird was nominated for best picture a couple years ago was mm-hmm. she nominated for best director then i believe you know? she was i'm huh, not entirely okay. sure uh, um so I, I don't know like i i feel like this always happens with the oscars or obviously people 
people get upset. Um, obviously, people uh, feel like certain things were snubbed. Um, but I just, I would love an explanation for certain things because I think some things are obvious and something like this, I just, for, yeah, I, I know it's nominated for a couple other things. Um, and I'm glad it was nominated for Best Picture, but, um, and I think Sir Ronan was also nominated for Best Lead Actress. She was. And I think there's also uh, Florence Pugh for Supporting mm -hmm. Actress. Right. And so it's, you know, so it makes me wonder, like, okay, so, it, yeah, how is directing not a thing if two of your, or maybe even more, I don't know, but if, you're, if your actors were nominated, um, I think, yeah, directing, I, I don't know, I don't know how they figure it out, yeah. but that's, like, I think that's one of, that's another one that I'm really upset about, um, and... Yeah, like I mean, there's there's a lot of I, I do think um, I also <laughs> do think that I mean the other nominations uh, Jojo Rabbit I also liked um, Marriage Story I did really like um, Parasite which I know you really loved yeah, I, yeah. yeah I really liked Parasite I think that is a very deserved nomination um, What are your thoughts on all of these Well yeah uh, uh, Joker <laughs> <laughs> did not care for that film. Um, I don't think it should have been nominated. I think it's, for me, it was one of the worst movies I really? saw last year. I really, really did not care for it. So I'm upset that it took took a spot that maybe could have gone to something else. Yeah, Parasite, I can't say enough about that movie. I think it's perfect. I think it's amazing. I love it. I'm going to watch it 5,000 times <laughs> throughout my life. Uh, yeah, really happy to see that there. I like Jojo Rabbit as well. Uh, I don't, I feel like... I feel like that was kind of a divisive film. I feel like a lot of people really hated it. A lot of people really loved huh. it. I'm, I'm just kind of in the middle. I thought it was good. Yeah, I really I like uh, Taika Waititi and really have enjoyed his his other films. Um, I don't think it's really his strongest or best work, though. I saw The Irishman as well. That's great. I mean, De Niro, Pacino, Pesci, Scorsese. What else do you need to say about that? Maybe it's great. 1917. I'm still missing, obviously. Uh, Little Women. I, I, I'm with you. I loved it. I was going to say about that movie. You know, I as as much as I love Greta Gerwig and think she's a really, really talented director. Um, and I may have mentioned this to you uh, before, but I think she might be even more talented as a writer. Just the the words that she wrote, just you know, just popped off of the yes. screen. And she's just so good at writing dialogue. And there was just so many great little moments of dialogue it's a story that's been done many times it's a story that is you know fairly simple in nature that you don't necessarily need to have a whole bunch of of, of flair but she found a way to do that with this movie and found a way to write scenes and include scenes that maybe she didn't need to, but still they feel like essential to the movie. I mean, just yeah. that's how you do an adaptation. I mean, right. it, it's, it's a movie that's been done many times before. It's a story that practically everyone knows and is familiar with, but still this movie feels so fresh and so yeah. exuberant and lively and, yeah, wonderful, wonderful movie. And with that one, I thought like one of the most interesting, interesting things for me about it was it's a period piece. Like it's it's about a certain time period. Yeah. Yet it's some of the dialogue and some of the things that happened just seems so relevant today. Yeah. Like I just felt so much emotion from some of the things that were said and some of the things that were portrayed. And it's you know, it's definitely a different time and it's just still so relevant. Yeah, for sure. The, the, for the other nominees, um, Marriage Story, I, I really enjoyed as well. Uh, found that to be just a very emotive and moving film. Um, really well done. Uh, Adam Driver, 
probably one of the best top performances of the year, in my opinion, in that film. And then I guess the other one we haven't mentioned is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, the, I guess, (laughs) revisionist history film uh, from Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, I I like that movie. Uh, Brad Pitt in that movie is another really, really great Mm -hmm. performance. Both him and Leonardo DiCaprio are really fantastic in that movie, I thought. I'm, I'm a fan of Tarantino. I feel like this maybe isn't his best or strongest work. Yeah, uh, one one snub that I was really disappointed in, in, in addition to Aquafina for acting and then Greta Gorg for directing, uh, I really thought somebody from Parasite should have been nominated in an acting category. Yeah. Song Kang Ho, uh, who plays, if you've seen the movie, he plays the father of oh the gosh, the poor yeah. family. Uh, and he's a he's a really, really well-respected South Korean actor. I've heard him described as like the Leonardo DiCaprio of South Korea. So he's a re- really uh, highly regarded actor in that country. I thought his performance was really, really fantastic. And uh, honestly, I, I can't say enough about that movie. I, I think pretty much all the performances mm-hmm. are great and deserving of some type of award. I, w- I kind of wish that the the Oscars had some sort of like ensemble acting oh, award, yeah. um, which Parasite, I think, would be perfect for. Right. Um, but yes, Song Kang-ho especially is was just a really, really strong supporting performance. Mm-hmm. I, I, I can't really think of, of too many other big snubs. Oh, I guess the, the, the other one uh, that I was disappointed in was not to see Uncut Gems nominated for oh, anything. Oh, that was a surprise, yeah. Did you catch that one? Um, yeah, so that one I saw not too long ago. Um, I I kind of left that one with like some mixed feelings. Like I yeah. was kind of just like, what did I just watch? Um, and I was really intrigued by it. I was really excited to watch it. I do like Adam uh, Sandler. I almost said Adam Driver. I like <laughs> yeah. Adam, and I also like Adam Driver as an actor. Uh, but I do like Adam Sandler as an actor, and I think that like I was re- like I was excited to see him in this role. Um, and it just looked like such a movie that I'd want to watch. And then I watched it, and I was like, what did I just watch? Yeah. It was just it was a lot. It was um. Uh, I feel like all my senses were just like heightened and it was very just chaotic. like oh yes it was very chaotic and it's not that I have a problem with the chaotic I just I guess I just didn't know that I nobody told me you should go in here being ready for this yeah. maybe I was just surprised by it I was caught off guard um I, the more I think about that the more it feels like especially just like the end and I hear like the music in my mind um <laughs> the more I think about it it just feels like an episode of Black Mirror um oh, I don't know okay. how and why like because Black Mirror if you've seen it it's a show about like technology in a sense and like right, how the, the impact right. so I don't know how like this it doesn't relate to it in that sense like yeah. the technology is but just like the way that it's uh, like the way it made me feel I guess I don't know I just I the more well, I think about it the yeah. more I relate it to Black Mirror in a weird way but I like Black Mirror so yeah, yeah. I, I did like Uncut Gems I just had to think about it for a lot because <laughs> it was a lot I had to let it settle yeah I, I haven't seen Black Mirror but I think I've heard that the show is like unsettling yeah. Which I think yeah, okay. Uncut okay. Gems is fair. It's, right. you know, a lot of people have have said this, uh, but it's very like, Uncut Gems is very anxiety inducing. Yes, I have heard that. Where it's just, it's like an assault on the senses. Um, oh, I like uh, that. I, I, I really did like the movie. I'm, I'm a big fan of the Safdie brothers, the filmmakers who made it. Adam Sandler's performance was phenomenal. I mean, you, he's Adam Sandler. Yeah. He's like one of the biggest names, biggest stars on the planet, one of the highest paid actors in the world. Everybody knows who he is. It's 
virtually impossible to forget that you're looking at Adam Sandler, but I did in the movie. I mean, mm. it's not, I, I felt like I was watching Howie Ratner, which is his character's name, instead of Adam Sandler. So yeah, those those were kind of the main things. I guess what do you what do you hope to see win in some of the major the major categories? Adapted screenplay, I think, should definitely be Little Woman. Yeah. Um, I hope it's Little Woman. Um, I think I do want to see Par- like if Parasite doesn't win anything, I will riot. Me too. Because it, yeah. It, yeah, I think it I was will a masterpiece. I literally never watch the Oscars again. <laughs> yeah. I will boycott for the rest of my life. Um. So yeah, I well, you oh you've seen Pain and Glory, right? I That's one that Pain I haven't seen that I do really want to see. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm curious about that one. I, I think um, it was Best Actor, Antonio Banderas. I don't know if it's nominated for anything else. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he was really great in that movie. I, I'd mm-hmm. like to see either him or Adam Driver win that category, but I think Joaquin Phoenix kind of has it in the bag for mm-hmm. Joker. Antonio Banderas and Adam Driver are kind of a cut above the rest in that category for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I also, oh, for um, leading actress, uh, I definitely, I have to see Sir Sharon and Like, I just, I just yeah. feel like, I haven't seen, I mean, some of the other nominees, um, I haven't seen Judy, so I know Renee Zellweger was uh, nominated for that, which I have heard people say that she probably will win. Yeah. Um, I don't know. We'll see. Um, I did like Scarlett Johansson in Marriage Story, um, and I haven't seen Harriet or Bombshell, so, you know, I'm probably definitely going yeah. into this a little blind but i just loved saoirse ronan in it so much yeah yeah that, and i loved her in Lady Bird. like i just i really like i started thinking back into like other things that i've seen her in that i totally just didn't know that she was in um and i'm just like she's just a, she's a great actress um and i just think she did such a phenomenal job uh as joe in little women and yeah, so she, I, I she has to win i, I agree her her performance is really good i also really liked scarlett johansson in marriage story so uh those are the only two nominees in that category i've seen I'd be fine with either of them winning, to mm-hmm. be honest. I don't um, know. I don't know who's going to win that category. It seems kind of wide open at this yeah. point. Do you have any like major, predi- well, other than like Joaquin Phoenix taking Best Actor, do you have any major predictions? Like what film do you think will take the most Ooh, awards home? Man. I mean, Joker got nominated for the most. I don't know. It's predictions, making predictions for the Oscars are, <laughs> it just seems like a, a futile yeah, activity. I mean, it seems like 1917 is kind of the front runner at this point for Best Picture. Again, I haven't seen that one yet, so yeah. I don't, I don't know. I would obviously love to see Parasite take home Best Picture. I guess Supporting Actor, that's a really, really strong category. Um, yeah. Tom Hanks, Anthony Hopkins, Pacino, Pesci, and Pitt. Um, oh, that's a hot, yeah. Yeah, I think it seems like Brad Pitt is maybe the, the front runner there. I'd be fine with seeing him win. I thought his performance was really good in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah. I also love the two supporting performances in The Irishman, uh, Al Pacino and Joe Pesci. Those those two were both really, really strong in I my loved opinion. Uh, Tom Hanks. In yeah, Beautiful that's what I missed. So. Um, I just, I loved it. I think he did such a good job as, um, so I watched that one first and then I watched the, what was it called? Won't You Be My Neighbor? The, the, the documentary. That's um, yeah. yeah. So I watched that one after and I just like, after I watched it, even when I was watching um, A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, I just felt so like Tom Hanks. I mean, Tom Hanks is Tom Hanks. Um, I think most of the roles he takes on, he just does a, such a phenomenal job in, but this one, especially like the way he approached it, it was just such a quiet character 
or one that we all like know um many of us love like it's it, yeah. i just felt so connected and then there was just a lot of quiet moments that's another one that i i went in there thinking like i'm just gonna come in here and watch this movie i'm excited or whatever i left like <laughs> crying like yeah. it was <laughs> i felt it was just very emotional and i think that was the point of it it's just but it's very i thought it was very subtle and how it like a approach these things and that's why I wasn't expecting to go in there and leaving like a mess um but he just did such a great job and so then when I watched the documentary after I like I think it just solidified his performance to me because I was like yeah. he did such a good job as Mr. Yeah. Rogers um so yeah I think I'd, I almost like I did love Brad Pitt in um Once Upon a Time in Hollywood but I think I almost want to see Tom Hanks win a little bit more because I just yeah him as Mr. Rogers wow like I just <laughs> just yeah he made me cry so hard yeah. that yeah actress in a supporting role I, I feel like that's probably Laura Dern's to lose at this point for Marriage Story. Out of the three I've seen in that category, I saw Marriage Story, so I saw Laura Dern. And then uh, Scarlett Johansson nominated again for Jojo Rabbit, which is a performance I really, really liked. Yeah. And then Florence Pugh for Little Women, which she was great. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd be I'd be okay with seeing any of those those three winning. I do think it'll probably go to Laura Dern. And then, yeah, I guess directing is kind of the other one of the the big five, the main five. Um, that to me, man, if it, I, I think Sam Mendes probably might win it for 1917, but to me, it should a thousand percent go to Bong Joon-ho for Parasite. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, that's a movie that is so deserving of the Best Director Award just because of how he, how he balanced everything in that movie and, and made it so effective. There's so much that goes on in that movie. There's so many, you know, little touches of, of, of flair things. There's, you know, I could I could talk about this movie for hours, but, <laughs> you know, I, I just think that it's a it's a great representation of a movie where everything just came together so so well from the screenwriting to the to the to the score to the to the acting to the production design to the costumes um you know and i think bong joon ho absolutely deserves credit for that i don't know if you have any feelings i know i agree with you i really liked uh parasite i think he did such a phenomenal job um i do hope that it wins a lot of awards i think for directing um yeah i think i i can agree with you on that one um I haven't seen 1917, so I also can't comment on it. But I, I, <laughs> it sounds awful. I just don't want it to go to Joker. Um, I, I, I yeah, do like Joaquin. Um... <laughs> I, I do like Joaquin Phoenix as an actor. Um, and I think I, I do think he was good in it. Um, I liked his performance more than I liked the movie overall. But I just, <laughs> as far as directing, no, I think I do think it has to be Parasite. Um, but I don't know. The Oscars are just, they're yeah. like I think every category is a hit or miss. Um, and I, I feel like we're gonna be up set um with some categories yeah and there's gonna be some surprises um as always so i i hope it i hope uh the most like the most deserving things get the awards but i mean it's the oscar so you know. Yeah, you can't put too much stock in it. Uh, you know, I, yeah. I'll be disappointed for a little bit if the stuff I I want to win doesn't win, but then I'll probably forget about it. That is our show. Thanks for sticking with us after our extended holiday break. Uh, we'll be back in the studio in two weeks, and we'll keep uh, churning out episodes for you every other week. Uh, again, uh, my name is Jacob Klopfenstein. I am on Twitter at JF Klopfenstein. Uh, Yvette, you're on Twitter as well. Yes, I'm on Twitter at Evie Cruz, Y-V-Y-C-R-E. 
R-U-Z. And uh, this week, the big movie release is Birds of Prey. That is the DC Comics uh, film starring Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn. Almost forgot her character's name for a second. Uh, so that's the that's the big movie release this week. We'll have a review for you on KSL.com for that film. And uh, yeah, until next time, see you later. See you.